Welcome to the last 8% morning. This is JP Palu Fry. It's so great to walk with you today. In today's episode, do you sometimes find yourself on your phone in a trans-like state on autopilot, scrolling, ruminating, lost in thought? Are you finding that you often run out of time during the day? That there simply is not enough hours in the day to do everything you want? Are you even feeling a bit burned out, not at your best? In this episode, we describe how you can gain an extra hour a day by not doing very much. This is a plan that will help you improve your mental health and your learning all at the same time. Let's walk. Out walking, enjoying this glorious day, moving as we are able. Feeling our feet on the ground, our belly rise and fall, and just arriving in this moment. At the last 8% morning, we walk and we work on building the skills of emotional intelligence so we can use our most difficult situations as opportunities to transform, so we can become the best version of ourselves, so we can have the kind of impact we want to have in the world. So we start by walking and we follow a BIG structure. We have three Bs. Two I's, two G's. So if you're new to the podcast, this will be new to you. But we wake up and make our bed. That's the first B. Then we engage in reading for five minutes, which is what I'm going to talk today about. So the second B is a book. And the third B is we start walking and paying attention to our belly and our body. We get more in our body. Two eyes, we either do idea of the day or strengthening identity. And then we finish with our three by three, which includes goals and gratitude. That's our structure. We started this over 24 years ago working with Olympic athletes, and it's just been iterating ever since. And I am so glad to walk with you today. So just feeling your feet on the ground. Feel your toes. Your heels. The top of your feet. Just be present with what is. Now feel your belly rise and fall. We're building mindfulness, that quality of being present with whatever is non-judgmentally, non-reactively. We're 
paying attention on purpose. Why do we do it? Because we know the more we can build this muscle of mindfulness, we can engage in this drip learning, we will get the relationships and career and life that we want. We will be able to confront our most difficult situations and enter into them with more courage, more confidence. So just feel your body now. Feel your arms and hands. Maybe they're swinging as you're walking. Pay attention to where there is warmth and where there is cold. Just moving in, paying attention. At the last 8% morning and in the last 8% project, as a last 8%er, we believe that we can use our most difficult situations as opportunities to transform. We take responsibility for the situation we're in, for the emotions that we experience, and we build skills to manage them. So just feeling your body, standing tall, looking around, feeling grateful. Moving to our idea of the day. You want to be effective and productive. You want to have time for the most important relationships in your life. But you might find that you run out of time, that there simply isn't enough hours in the day. Here's an important question to ask. How much time do you spend looking at your phone each day? It's actually a really good exercise to look at our analytics on our phone to see screen time. Most of the phones now have this feature. And you might want to look to see what your numbers are because when I looked, I was shocked. I was not too impressed. How did this happen that I end up on my phone so much of the day. Well, here's what I found. Here's what happened. And here's what's happening. And this is a daily challenge for me. I found that in those small increments in the day, I would jump on my phone to get a bit of a hit of happiness, or what's seemingly to me happiness. And that's when the trouble began. Such as when I would wake up I would pick up my phone and start scrolling. Or when I had those five minutes in the day, you know, waiting for the water to boil to make tea. Or when I went to the bathroom. Or in whatever situation, maybe going to sleep. In all these situations, I would go to my usual websites, you know, the ones that I love to watch. As you know, I'm a bit of a political geek, so I'd go to the New York Times, Washington Post, you know, the Atlantic, one of my favorites. And let's see, you know, what's the latest you know, political news? Or I would go to the New Zealand Herald, which is New Zealand's main newspaper, because you might also know that I have got a favorite rugby team called the All Blacks. I will definitely need to do an episode on the All Blacks one day. Or I'd go on YouTube and watch the latest feed on all of the above or lectures on human behavior or 
what would show up in my YouTube feed is you know, how to build a YouTube channel. Because by the way, we are in the middle of building a YouTube channel and you should look out for that. Um, and again, we'll let you know when that comes out. But the point is that while this is not in and of itself the end of the world, it was a trap because those three or five minutes on my phone would quickly turn into 20 to 25 minutes or more. And I found that this happens to me numerous times a day, too many times a day. And by the way, if it's just three times a day, that's an hour. John Kabat-Zinn said, he's a great mindfulness teacher. He said, the little things, the little moments, they aren't little. He also said, the best way to capture moments is to pay attention. That is how we cultivate mindfulness. And I was finding that I was going off into this autopilot of thinking and fantasy and ruminating and I wasn't present and then again 25 minutes would go by and here's the thing what's at stake if we continue doing this well we spend too much time on our phone which is not a great thing it degrades our mental health there's tons of research on that it affects our attention it gets in the way of being productive it wastes time you see the brain craves novelty right you know this at the last eight percent we believe in let's bring in the latest science so we can best understand our brain our central nervous system behavior so we can take charge of our lives and we know that the brain craves novelty it craves constant stimulation it, it wants immediate gratification right it wants that dopamine hit and so this is, this is our brain. However, through our habit of constantly looking at our phone in those little downtime moments, those little five-minute moments, we create deeper neural pathways in our brain, deeper grooves in our brain that makes this novelty seeking even more of an urgent desire for us. Create something called a compulsion loop, which just essentially means that our reward circuitry in the brain can easily become triggered by this influx of dopamine that comes with the pleasure of looking at something new on our phone and a few other things as well. But this sets up the next loop and we want more. And, you know, the truth is, I for one have been doing it a lot more since COVID lockdown began in March. I'd grab my phone when I want a little break to get that little hit. And for me even though I know better, right? I'd never hold myself out to be perfect. But even though I know better, I find that I'm more prone to do this when I don't get a good amount of sleep. When I'm not at, which puts me not at my best. And now I'm not making good decisions. And I find myself not as full of willpower to make these more difficult decisions, which really are last 8% decisions around task. And so I'm doing what's easiest, not what's more difficult. And if you link it to all the work we do with goal setting, it's in this moment that I'm not going to have as big an effect, impact on the world that I want to have. Now, again, just to be clear, I also think we need downtime. 
We need to relax and not always be driven and productive. But we need to pay attention to what we're doing, when we're doing it, to know, you know, what's going on. And for me, those five minutes of looking at my phone would become 20 minutes on autopilot. And that, to me, was not leading to my best life. Chris Hardwick said, Long ago, you may have given up control of your brain and set it on autopilot because it just felt like too much work. Well, it is a lot of work. But for me, this work was well worth it for the prospect of not waking up sad every day. I'll say that again. Long ago, you may have given up control of your brain and set it on autopilot because it just felt like too much work. And he says, well, it is a lot of work. But for me, this work was well worth it for the prospect of not waking up sad every day. Now, I'm not saying it directly is related to sadness or depression, but there is enough evidence that this is not putting our brain in its best position to make good decisions, to have the impact we want to have in the world. So what to do? What's the plan? So while we've talked about it in the past, I am now formally introducing the name of and our book club. So I'm introducing the five-minute book club. We have a title. Yay. The five-minute book club. What's the idea? Well, this unique little book club of ours is for you and I to have a book handy in those places where we might get hooked by our phone. Might be in our kitchen, you know, waiting for that kettle to boil. Might be in the bedroom or in the bathroom. I tend to move a book around actually at times. I've got two different books. And this book does not require, because of the kind of book it is, a long read to get something out of it. Something that might be, you know, that... that you'll find inspirational or meaningful to you in a few pages. Now, it might take a couple of months to read this, right? In these small bites, these five-minute increments. But that's okay because what it does is that it, it's a pattern interrupt from going to our phone. It means we're taking care of what we feed our brain. And we won't get as hooked as possible. When I'm on my game and I'm sleeping well, I'm getting to bed, I sleep well, but I just don't go to bed early enough. And I wake up and I don't look at my phone except to check, you know, that my kids are okay. And I read my five-minute book club and I do my morning routine. I can honestly say it makes such a big difference for the rest of my day. And as you know, if you've been listening, our first book in this little book club of ours, our five-minute book club, is Pema Chodron's classic, When Things Fall Apart. If you've not purchased your hard or soft copy, please go do it now. I will talk about this in upcoming episodes, so great if you can go read as much as you can now. The bottom line is this. If you do this, place this book, or another book, by the way, it doesn't have to be this book, but another book of your choosing in the places that you usually get hooked you will be amazed at how you feel better throughout the day, how this pattern interrupt makes a significant difference. You will not get as engulfed with excessive cortisol in your brain and become as burned out. You will 
get out of that trans, that autopilot of scrolling and ruminating, lost in thought that can pervade our life. You will gain better mental health. And by reading this and other books, you will become more of an aggressive learner, which is what we need if we're going to lead others or lead ourselves during this challenging time. This is the how of leadership. And you will build your insight into the science of human behavior, which is a big part of this whole last 8% project. So that we can become our best and use our most difficult situations as opportunities to transform. So we can have the kind of impact on the world that we desire. So just feel your body. Stand tall. Look around. Feel grateful. Feel your feet on the ground. Feel your heels right now. Feel your ankles. And now moving to our three by three, take three mindful breaths right down into your toes. Now, three things that you can feel grateful for. And now three goals for the day. If you've done our goal setting workshop, you'll have an idea of what your three month focus is. You'll know what your one goals are. We have three one goals for the three months. And you want to link up what you're going to do today, your activities, your three activities or three goals today to that bigger picture. So you can create the life you want three years from today and the, in this moment right now. Wonderful. So finishing, feeling our feet on the ground, bringing this energy that you put into this 15 to 20 minutes into the day, bringing it into the day, building some momentum. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, the only person you are destined to become is the person you decide to be. Let me say that one more time. The only person you are destined to become is the person you decide to be. Have a wonderful day.